All right, loves. Abigail Brooklyn podcast jingle take three. It's four. Take four. Four, four for the big score, and we're rolling. The Brooklyn crew drinking Brooklyn brews in a Brooklyn podcast for you. All right, cut, lads. I think we've got it. Uh, welcome to Brooklyn. The podcast that almost burns their apartment down. Yeah, we nearly set the apartment on fire with our lasagna tonight. It's fine. Everything's fine. Under control. Somehow the fire alarms didn't go off, but yet when we cook burgers, it goes off every time. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't think our fire alarm works anymore. That's my guess. Because it was, like, noticeably smoky in here. Oh, yeah. Uh, this week, we have all four of us again. We've got Zach. Hello. Jacob. Uh, howdy. And Blair. Hey there, partner. And I'm Maddie. Uh, we are drinking Six Point Hazy IPA oh, or Meltdown. I'm. It's got two names. Uh, it's just, kind of confusing. It's just the Hazy IPA. I, I think it's a double IPA, maybe. Um, Which Zach is super pumped I about. I don't know if it's a double IPA. So excited. So, so it's Lazy Eye is the kind of the joke here, right? <laughs> and we're finishing up our milk challenge bracket. Yeah, so this is part two of your milk bracket episode. Milk madness. The milk madness. The moment you have all been waiting. Are we going all the way to the end? Yes. Cool. Yeah, we have to. We can't do three parts of the milk Good. madness. People would hate us. People would. Our fan would riot. Yeah, our fan. Jacob, can you tell us a bit about the beer or brewery? Yes. Uh, after much reading, uh, this is a New England-style double IPA. Um, and the Six Point Brewery says, Meltdown, the name of the beer, <laughs> is a serious haze bomb contender at scale with enough hops to melt your face off. A lush, hazy, juicy IPA with ripe, tropical, and bright citrus characteristics and a soft, easy finish. Loaded up with enough dry hops to melt your face off. I am already so excited. Like, (laughs) you can't even tell by my tone of voice just how ecstatic I am to be drinking this beer today. So, this'll be... A wallop of an initial taste, I suspect. It's 8%. It'll almost hit us as hard as the movie Face Off. So Six Point Brewery is uh, a second, the second uh, New York exclusive brewery I think we've had. Mm-hmm. Um, based the first being of, last week, right? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. We've had a lot of episodes now. So. Oh, we've had Brooklyn Brew, Brooklyn Brewery. But... Even, I think they distribute elsewhere. So yes, yes. Does Six Point distribute elsewhere? We'll find out. Um, it Six Point is a Brooklyn-based brewery. Again, their company's motto is, quote, beer is culture, unquote. A play on the cultural significance of beer and brewing, as well as the point that yeast is, in fact, a culture. <laughs> Six Point was founded in 2004 by Andrew Bronstein and Shane Welch, who met as classmates at the University of Wisconsin. Aww. Bronstein grew up in Manhattan. No 
provided the cash investment needed to lease facilities and begin brewing, Welch, a former home brewer who grew up in Milwaukee, created the initial recipes. The microbrewery is located in a 7,000 square foot factory in Red Hook that formerly manufactured filing cabinets. <laughs> All right. Um, in November 2018, they were acquired by Artisanal Brewing Ventures, which is already, which owns Southern Tier and Victory Brewing, another uh, New York-based brewing company. Um, Artisanal Brewing Ventures. Can we can we sell something right now? Sure. Or not not really sell something. All right. The word that is spelled A R T I S A N. Artisan? For now. Thank you. That's all. That's all. <laughs> That's all. Wait, did I not say artisan? No, you did. It's artisanal. No, but I, like... I know some people who say artesian for some reason. Oh. Huh. So, artisanal brewing is based out of North Carolina, but Craft Revolution is based out of Texas. So, um, this... Was a small operation, but has uh, been acquired by many uh, pretty big conglomerates. <laughs> yep. Jacob might be already ready to give his design input. This is neat. All right. Um, Nature. I. We just drink. Let's crack yeah, it open with the boys. Whoa. Holy shit, six point? Uh, the hops aren't as overwhelming as I was expecting based off of that statement. It's got a nice taste. I think the citrus counteracts the hoppiness in a way that, like, makes it not overwhelmingly hoppy. This beer, this, yeah. the, 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 sorry. This that, beer. Because Texas owns this beer is smooth <laughs> for an IPA, but it's even smoother for a double IPA, which is impressive. Um, and uh, frankly, I'm just distracted <laughs> by the can. And it would be even smoother for a triple IPA if it were a triple IPA. It's, what's Mandarina, Bavaria, and Mosaic? Yeah, so... Are those the hop kinds? Um, yes. Yeah, let's... In 2006, the Hop Research Center got into the act when hop, a hop breeder, uh, Anton Lutz, started keeping and breeding seedlings with fruity aromatics instead of throwing them away. The goal was to combine the citrus and fruit of American genetic stock with more traditional and noble elements of wood, herb, and spice. At the end of the day, the goal was, quote, to keep them hoppy and fruity, not only fruity. Normally, when you're making a new hop, it takes about 10 years to do it. But according to this article, Lutz accomplished his goal in record time, which seemed six years give or take. I'm just, I, it didn't, doesn't say, but I'm going off the years listening. And uh, he produced four different varieties of hops, one of which is the Mandarina Bavaria, which is the hop that is in this beer. Zach, yeah. first impression. I can taste a, a large amount of hops. That is clear. Um, but I think that the citrus 
in my opinion, counteracts it in a way that prevents it from having that grassy taste. Um, I have been continually impressed by Six Point, uh, especially like their IPAs are near the top of my IPA list. So I'd give it... Zach, how long is your IPA list? Very short. <laughs> it's literally only six points. I think I'm going to give it a 5.1. Wow. Yep. Wow. For the folks... way you talk about IPAs... Sorry. The way you talk about IPAs would make me think that list was about IPAs you wanted to murder. <laughs> okay. I hear you. Blair, that makes a lot of sense. My IPA list is generally murdery. Um, yeah. It does seem that way. Especially most double IPAs. Uh, I'm not... You name another double IPA? I can't. Jacob? Uh, yeah, I really, really enjoy this. Um, it's smooth going down. Uh, sometimes when you drink IPAs, it kind of hits you and, like, then settles down. This one kind of just slides into the door, says hi, how are you, and then goes on to the party without making too much fuss. Yeah. Um, I taste just enough citrus to where I'm like, yeah, that's nice. And it's not overwhelming. Uh, I'm going to give this a 6.2. Wow. I think it's called for. This makes my mouth water. In happiness? In happiness. It's just like Jacob said, it's super smooth. I am very impressed. I mean, I've liked six point beers since we had them at game night. Yep. This is just... To keep the bitterness this low, the alcohol content this high, and the taste this good. Yeah, if only we knew anything about brewing. Would require some talent, to say the least. I am impressed. I'm going to give it a six. Okay, so here's where the arguing begin um with our elite eight this is the sweet 16 this sweet 16 this is this <laughs> sweet 16 <laughs> or the su- divide by two <laughs> or yeah. it goes to 32 i was eight. counting the amount of spots also known as the were. savory There's, 16 there are 16 spots i was counting the amount of spots <laughs> <laughs> by March Madness brackets, and she's like, why isn't it just the last stand, the two toss-ups, the four finalists? Yeah. Alright. Cookies or enchiladas? Now so make the right decision ahead. here, guys. I had cookies and spaghetti on this one, but I kept, kept going with cookies. I had cookies and pretzels, similarly kept going with cookies. Uh, cookies or enchiladas? Um, hang on, because I had, this is going to take me a while. Um, If you don't have either of them. You just say between cookies and enchiladas, which one do you choose? No, I know, I'm trying to locate. Um, I, since I didn't have either of them getting here, definitely cookies. Fuck. (laughs) 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 Ah. That's disappointing. You had enchiladas. I had enchiladas winning. 
Ooh, that's rough. Yeah. That was... That hurts, guys. That was um, rough. I don't know why you do me like this. Sometimes... French toast or, or lasagna? Um... I had lasagna. I had lasagna. Between the two... Uh, French toast, obviously. Well, I had beef stroganoff <laughs> so we'll just go with French toast. Oh, uh, for me. And you guys both had lasagna. Uh, lasagna wins. There we go. Okay, yeah, that's how lasagna is to me is the obvious one. Yep. Well, Blair, chocolate or barbecue chicken? Let me look. I had chocolate and pizza here, and I kept going with chocolate. I went with barbecue chicken. Uh, well, neither of them are here for me. Uh, chocolate. I went with chocolate as well. Oh, this is bad. My bracket was looking so good. Uh, pancakes or cinnamon rolls? Mind I remind you, two breakfast foods. Cinnamon rolls aren't a breakfast food, they're a dessert. He's right. They're a bre- when was the last time you had a cinnamon roll that wasn't a breakfast food? Like, the last time you made cinnamon rolls? Yeah. Oh. What time were you eating those at? Man, you made them at, in the night. You don't remember that? No. We all had them, and it was nighttime. We drizzled the extra sauce on It was on. nighttime. <laughs> all right. Pink. I think cinnamon rolls can be both. It, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think if you get a baked cinnamon roll, it's kind of like a dessert. But you can certainly eat one at breakfast. I don't see a problem with that. So, I'm kind of thinking here um, that the pairings, I should. I think I feel like I'm going to need to start choosing between the pairings we're given and not what I chose. I, I, I have a feeling, because like, I would choose barbecue chicken over chocolate, I think. Uh, for the last round, at least. Yeah, so if, I, went, if, I, I kept going in my own bracket with chocolate over pizza. He had pizza against chicken. Right. And pizza won. And then he had chocolate beating pizza. Yeah. Yeah. So then what I'm trying to figure out is how would barbecue chicken beat chocolate if he had pizza beating (laughs) barbecue chicken and then chocolate beating pizza? It's It's possible for you to have both because this is food, right? So if you can have pizza tasting better than barbecue chicken, but barbecue chicken tastes better than chocolate, but chocolate tastes better than pizza. It's like a circular thing. So, yeah. Uh, I, uh, um, did we do we pancakes and cinnamon rolls? I said pancakes. Uh, I said cinnamon rolls. Pancakes. Oh, I said cinnamon rolls. And what did our write-in say? Pork. <laughs> 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 okay, well, what did Nolan Beep or uh, John? Uh, no, Nolan said cinnamon rolls. What did your mom say? And my mother said cinnamon rolls. All right. Oh, man. Are Thank you, you, Mary. I think when we get to the Elite Eight, we need to start arguing, though. Yeah. Okay, BLT or brownies? <laughs> <laughs> brownies for me. I regret this, but I put BLT. I know. I said I regret it, Blair. I was thinking of the upset, okay? Brownies. Brownies. Yeah. No, I'm I was I was wrong, guys. Alright. Yeah. Cheeseburger or sloppy joe. I had sloppy joe. As the n- natives of Halsey House say sloop juke. <laughs> uh sloppy joe. Sloppy joe. 
See, this is where it gets really hard. Um, okay. Donuts or baby bag ribs? I had ribs. I also had ribs. Uh, donuts. Donuts. <laughs> and I'm... <sighs> Checking cams? I don't want cam to be the... <sighs> yep. Cam's the he original. made the bracket. He made cam the bracket. said baby bag ribs. <laughs> Pot roast or PBJ? Uh, PBJ. PB&J. PB&J. Grilled cheese. Alright, PBJ. Alright, besides my champion being out, my bracket's still looking pretty good. Superimposed over that is a kind of neon green, kind of a lime color um, with the, the label. It says Meltdown. Um, it says six point. And then we've got the, I think it kind of hops on the side. Yeah, year round. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, and then we've got a little bit of background. Oh, yeah, the barcode is pretty cool. Yeah, it's, it's got, got the, the, the Statue of Liberty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder and, if any of those are the Empire State Building, too. Yeah. Is it the Empire State Building? Okay, that's what I was thinking. It's probably not the um, Sears Tower. A little summary. Yeah, and then, yeah, a little bit of background about the beer. Um, yeah, Jacob, I also like this one. And, yeah, it's got, like, a star with, uh, at the top of the, of the label. That's kind of red and black alternating, and then some red lines coming out from behind it. Um, that is sort of reminiscent of, like, some sort of, like, Soviet-era propaganda or something. I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah, I like this one a lot. Six. This can, um, normally I'm not a fan of cans that are all over the place. Because I think, uh, that they should just have a simple message to communicate something, you know, what you're looking for in a can. And I don't mean simple as in, like, monochrome with the title... And I don't mean complicated as in, like, a lot of times you get, like, space-themed beers that have a bunch of stars. And that's not what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about they're just throwing graphics just to spice up the can. I don't like that. This has that. But it works. So, um, yeah, you've got the star in the center. And you've got the cool little established 2004. You've got uh, the... I assume a hop label for, and this is a year-round beer. Mm-hmm. I can only, that's the only thing I gather from this, the six-point brewery. Then you've got all the information, like Blair said. Uh, a cool description, you know, in case you're not in the conversation at the bar table and you want to read. And then my favorite part <laughs> is the little uh, barcode with the Statue of Liberty, what I assume is a skyline. And I'll take one of these barcodes to be a part of the barcode to be the Empire State Building, and the way the little background, the wavy background, is my favorite part. Uh, it's so cool. This is my favorite uh, can so far, and this isn't. And part of that is the way it feels in your hand. That's the best part. It's like it's smooth and it's skinny, and it's it just works. <laughs> You um, should have seen his face when he opened up the box and he held one of the cans. He went, oh. 
well, this changes things. So I is think it, is it like a matte finish instead of like a yeah, it's just smooth. Yeah, it just it's not yeah exactly. It's not matte. It's more no, it's it's matte. So it's, it's in, like the, it feels matte. Yeah, you know? in school matte. we had as an art major we had three ways to print a photo. You had glossy, which is most beer cans. Mm-hmm. You have matte, which is like super flat, and you have luster. And it's like the best of both worlds. You get glossy, you get matte, you don't get overwhelmed with the reflection, but you get that matte feel. So then I assume this is luster. Luster is the most yeah. expensive way to make a can. Then possibly, otherwise, all companies would do this. It just feels. But they don't. Good. But they don't make glass bottles for these, so they have that opportunity. To. So here's my thing, though. Normally, I think when I'm drinking a beer, I like it in a glass more. Mm-hmm. I like this more than a glass. It's this. It's the can. It's I the feel like I'm in an ad, and I want to advertise <laughs> it. It makes me feel. Anyway, this is my favorite design. I'm gonna give this a six point eight. Wow! <laughs> That's like. If Jesus came down and drew something up, that is the only thing that could beat Holy this beer can design. shit. This beer. <laughs> Alright, Zach. So, I like... I also like Six Points labels because they do the same thing on every single beer. Every single one. In that they have that, like, hexagon shape that is imprinted on with the, the Six Point star. Not the Star of David, but close. It's, um... And then they have, like, the name of the beer. It's just they a have, star. Whether it's, yeah, well, it's a, a six-pointed six star. star. It's got, whether it's year-round <laughs> or whether it's seasonal, um, and then, like, the six-point. That is on every single one. I think, I, I also really like the the purple haze-esque-ness to mm-hmm. it. It, like, it screams hazy. The feel physically, not the size of the can, and maybe it's the weather, but I think it's humid enough for the can to sweat. These cans don't sweat, and I can't figure out why. And it has that, it feels luster. Like, not only does it look luster, it feels luster, and I, I'm i not sure if that's affecting how it's not condens- like condensating, but that's my, that's what gives me such like a high design mark for it. Um... I still probably prefer a glass bottle just because there's something about a glass bottle on a day, but this wins out over other cans <laughs> 10 times out of 10. So I would give this a 6.1 on design. Wow. Okay. Um, There are many things that I really enjoy about this, and I think the can size is one of them. They're, I really like the height and the, and the width of them. They're very tall and skinny, and it's just different and unique. Um, I like how they explain everything very well in a very organized fashion. I don't like the layout of it. Um, I get they, they put the same design on every, like, the same logo of the Meltdown, Beers, Culture, Six Point, everything on every bottle. But I don't think it goes very well with the background, but I love the background. Um, so I'm still very positive about the beer, and I think they ju- I mean, they have the same logo for everyone. So I'm going to go with a 5-2. We are answering the Elite 8. 
mine on the Elite Eight. Alright, kids. Cookies? Oh. Or lasagna? I had both, and I said lasagna. This was by far the toughest decision of the bracket for me. In my eyes, this is a game between heavyweight, like, blue blue blood teams of, like, this could be Duke versus Kentucky or Kansas versus Michigan State. And yeah. I would love this game to, like, go down to overtime and be a classic for years to come. But I said cookies, and I still don't know if I made the right choice. Yeah. It's so difficult. Well, I yeah. mean... I don't really think it's a hard choice here. I think you guys weirdly put way too much stock in lasagna when compared to cookies. Lasagna is one of the greatest milk pairing foods. Are you changing your answer to lasagna? No. Okay. I'm keeping what I All put right. at no, any opportunity I I think I that cookies, like, it's cookies and milk. It's, cookies and milk is the classic That is, that is a classic combo. Did cookies win for you? No. Okay. <laughs> but that doesn't erase the fact that cookies and milk is the classic combo. And lasagna could beat cookies five times out of ten. No. 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 When was the last time you heard somebody go, Lasagna and milk, man. Oh, yeah. Man. That's the you one. Know what? I really want, I want some lasagna and milk. Honestly, the last time I was eating lasagna with someone, that person asked for milk with it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But... When was the last time when you were like... When was the last time lasagna hmm. was advertised with milk? Yeah. Uh, probably in a Garfield comic somewhere. Have you seen Oreo uh, commercials? When was the last time you read a Garfield comic? I mean, like, you see cookies and milk in commercials all the time. Oreo, milk's so favorite cookie. It just it makes sense. Favorite my cookie. follow-up question. The last time you had Oreos, did you have milk with it? No, but we don't really have milk in the uh, house. You probably have... Milk with lasagna more than you have milk no, with cookies. That is just based on percentages. Just irrationally untrue. Because you have cookies more than you have lasagna, even if you have milk with cookies thirty percent of the time, like I still think you have matter. milk with lasagna, like percentage wise more. No. That doesn't matter. That's still not true. I think choosing cookies might be an emotional choice. And it's not. Lasagna is an intellectual. If we. If I had milk with my food, the normal amount I would want to have milk with my food, we would never have milk in the house. At all. You hate milk that much now. I would have a glass of milk with literally every oh, dish. Okay. So I think lasagna is more of a dinner dish where you have a glass of milk while you're eating But dinner. to preface Zach's previous point, I would have had milk every single time. I would have eaten a cookie. Every time. And I don't think I would have had lasagna with milk every time I ate lasagna. No. I would have had lasagna with milk. Like, I don't drink milk every time I have dinner, but most times I have lasagna for dinner, I want a glass of milk. I think lasagna wins here, though, doesn't no, it? Because I said Blair cookies. said lasagna. Zach, Zach said, said, I said you said I see you're talking like lasagna is you here. so you were saying that it didn't make sense that this was the toughest matchup for me oh I this see this one okay, okay. was by far my toughest matchup okay to so this so it was a narrow victory for cookies oh it was an overtime buzzer beat okay uh cookies one 
Yeah, that, that's okay. Yeah, we. <laughs> <laughs> After much debate, um, chocolate or cinnamon rolls? This one's still. Sorry, I had chocolate and pancakes. You like pancakes? Um, I think I'm gonna go with cinnamon rolls. I had barbecue chicken and cinnamon rolls. I had barbecue chicken going all the way. I am gonna go with cinnamon rolls. I'm still salty that barbecue chicken lost to chocolate. I had pizza and pancakes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I... But wait, in the in the contestants were chocolate and cinnamon rolls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. All right, I will contest. I would prefer cinnamon rolls. Hmm. Hmm. Um, I had chocolate and beating we- cinnamon rolls. You had both of them. I did. Oh wow! I go. did. Nice. Um, I don't know. I think cinnamon rolls are pretty heavy by themselves. And having a glass of milk is pretty heavy as well. Whereas chocolate, like we said earlier, it dries out your mouth. And you just crave, like, that refreshing milk taste. So, for me, chocolate isn't something that I eat alone enough for it to really have, like, a leg to stand on. You know? I don't eat it a lot alone either, but when I do... It's typically followed. If I would drink milk, it would be with milk. I don't I don't think cinnamon roll and go, yeah, I'd, I'd want a glass of milk with that. So I don't think of chocolate as having things go with it. Like if I'm in the, uh, chocolate is something, like if we're in a car ride and someone's like, oh, I have some chocolates, you want one? Then I, that's when I'd be having a chocolate. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I can understand your reasoning, Maddie, but barbecue chicken should have won. Wait, what, what won? Cinnamon roll won. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, chocolate for me always makes me thirsty, and I understand that for sure. I think I could see if it was like a really dark chocolate, like uh, 70% cocoa Yeah. chocolate. Yeah. That would be like, yeah, I need some milk with this, but you don't really see that. Like a Hershey's, that's not 70%. No, but not all chocolate is Hershey's. Well, the majority of chocolate is Hershey's. Or no. something the akin to the... The chocolate's Hershey's. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, okay, Jeez. but if you're if in uh, Zach's uh, scenario here, if you're on a road trip, mm. you're not going to break out like a... You'll, have you been on a road trip with my mom? You'll have those little no. Lindor chocolates. Oh, there's, there's your problem. They could be 80% cocoa, but you don't have a gallon of milk with you. Yeah, you weren't bringing milk on a road trip. You don't know what we put in our freezers in Maddie, the back of the car. do you have milk on your road trips? We did. How many times on your road trips do you have milk? So many. Yeah, how, what's the percentage <laughs> of milk on road trips to milk on, without road trips? Road trips to milk without road trips. Well, most of the time our road trips were going camping, so we basically did have milk with us because my we brothers... Bring milk on our road Would trips. you break yeah. it out every time in the car? Not in a, the car. having a chocolate. I'm not talking about, like, car trips. Well, then what what <laughs> road trips are you taking without a car? Uh, they're biking. <laughs> but instead of a water bottle, they each have a quart thing of milk. <laughs> milk was a bad choice. I'm trapped in a glass case of emotions. Do you only exclusively eat chocolate on road trips? No, but no. <laughs> exactly. Okay. But when 
I do have chocolate on road trips, I never have milk with it. <laughs> well, that's because you're in a fucking car. Guys. <laughs> okay. Don't need to insult cars. Uh, you are one. <laughs> uh, brownies or sloppy joes? Yeah, this one again, very tough for me. I love sloppy joes and milk a lot. Uh, I think it's a absolutely stellar combination, and I was really upset to have to pick brownies over it, but I had to pick brownies. You picked brownies over it. I did. I picked the sloppy joe. Yeah, and again, there again, I understand. Yep. I understand why for sure. Yep. And I understand it's be brownies for me. That it's probably gonna lose, but in my eyes, brownies aren't something that I like have milk with. Brownies go with ice cream. And I don't think, like, if I'm thinking milk... Ice cream is milk. But it's not. Ice cream is one of our options. No, milk no, no, was not no, no, one no, of our options. Earlier, you said milk is basically ice cream, yeah. but you want ice cream more. Transitively, that makes sense. So ice cream is basically milk, you just want less. And so they're similar, but the milk is just like, a, oh, if I am having a brownie, I'd be like, oh, I guess it's milk, but it's like, it's no ice cream. Anyway, uh, no, I had kind of brownies and baked beans in my sweet six, Elite Eight, excuse me, um, and uh, I think the more uh, we talk about Sloppy Joes, the more I realize that I think baked beans and Sloppy Joes was a really tough one for me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but I nonetheless had baked beans, but uh, I did go with brownies, ultimately. Uh, I think that the, it's, again, I can't envision, I could eat baked beans without milk, I couldn't eat brownies without milk. I have a bad feeling for Sloppy Joes based on Maddie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I went with brownies. Okay, who else did you have in the other one? Uh, Sloppy Joes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I can check other people's. No, let's move on to the next one. Yeah, it's no one had uh, brownies. My mom had brownies. <laughs> nope, my mom had nachos. <laughs> well, are you gonna disown your mom now? Mom, what the hell? I'm just saying. Ribs and PB and J. Baby back ribs. Um, it's, it's PB and J for me. PB and J. Peanut butter and jelly. I still had grilled cheese. Is that what you had as your winner, Jacob? My what? goodness. PB&J? No. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I was really set on the grilled cheese. Um, I think I was hungry while making this. Hmm. That makes sense. So, what would you choose? <laughs> peanut butter and jelly or baby back ribs? Probably ribs. You had brownies winning it all. I... You would choose... So, so, I don't mean to cut you... No, no, no. You would go. choose baby back ribs. Yes. Baby back ribs. Chilies. <laughs> baby back ribs over peanut butter and jelly. Wow, you had a nice tone there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I would. Really? I never chose PB&J to be good. I know, with. I know. So, wait, can, can I... Okay, let's... um. Alternatively, crazy, back it up. Crazy. Let's take milk out of the equation. Peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Thoughts? It's okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So you don't think of it. So to it's to me, it's like the quintessential middle school lunch. Yes. PB and J. 
And milk is the quintessential yeah, middle like, school drink. I wasn't gonna have milk packed in my lunch. No, 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 no. I'm not. Sorry. Let me. me I don't mean to come off as aggressive. I just. It's coming off very aggressive. Not as aggressive as you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> not as aggressive as you, Maddie. Um, so. You don't find PB and J's as a iconic food. From the Brooklyn Podcast. Today, we're giving you a service that uh, might change your life. Yeah, I know it changed ours. Isn't that right, Maddie? Sure did, Jacob. Well, here at Brooklyn, we use Anchor. Maddie, what is Anchor? Well, Jacob, Anchor is a completely free program completely that free completely free are you saying that i could get it for little to no money you could get it for no money wow that sure does help because i'm broke <laughs> aren't we all <laughs> <laughs> this is our podcast hosting site they will find uh sponsorships for you you can make money on a podcast like ours, that gets little to no listeners. Um, that, gets, <laughs> that, that focuses on the quality of the listener and not the quantity. Anchor brings our podcast <sighs> to you. And without Anchor, well, we'd be lost on the sea. Because it doesn't keep us down right next to you. If you can follow that metaphor. <laughs> this is probably the most important part of this. Just remember, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm. Dot is period. Not a literal dot. I don't know if that's a key on the keyboard. Dot, the period that ends the sentence. Anchor.fm. FM stands for a shortwave transmission radio, not AM. That's where the weird conservative talk and radio... And we've lost him. <laughs> Anchor.fm. Bye. Love you. Drinkability. Yeah, drinkability. Um, so... <clears throat> this, uh... The, the dr- comebacks are strong. <laughs> for drinkability, uh, for a double IPA, this is just off the charts for me. Uh, just, just crushing the competition. It's honestly um, insane. Now, if you get to like drinkability when compared to like an ale or like a pilsner, obviously it's not gonna stack as much. But I think if we put this in its field, which is double IPA. It's really good. So, 6.5. Oh my god, Jacob. What? This is... I think this one might top every other beard based solely on Jacob powering it through. Um, Zach, uh, drinkability. It's high. Like, honestly, it's it's high. Um... I think a part of it is that, once again, the citrus wins out over the hops in terms of long-term flavor. And so the hops are still clearly there, but the citrus acts as like a neutralizing agent, for me at least. Um, 
And so I could keep on, at 8%, I could keep on drinking these until I was just sloshed and wouldn't even realize it. It's happened before. If we had enough of these, it would happen again. Luckily, we only have two because by the end of the night, I would have like five or six if we just had an endless supply and I would be on the floor sleeping. Um, <laughs> this one, I'm going to give it a 5.7 drinkability. My drinkability for this is also going to be high. Um, we finished the first one very quickly. Um, and for those of you playing at home, you girls only had one bagel to eat today, so she's definitely feeling it, but that's not stopping her from continuing to drink. Um, <laughs> we're gonna do, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna do a... Six five. I feel like if I had more to eat today, I would have kept drinking more. Um, but I'm really, I'm really enjoying this. And the mouth, like the the the, the taste hasn't changed. My uh, first opinion really hasn't changed at all. I think this is a fantastic beer, and I am constantly blown away by six points. disappointed enchiladas didn't make it further we've got cookies playing against cinnamon roll whoa what Blair? okay yeah so i didn't have either of these in the final four on the on the west side and i think that's uh the characterization of our last four is quite right we have some pretty sweet foods at least three of the four are can be characterized as desserts mm-hmm. so we're definitely choosing along the lines of sweet foods that are kind of savory and yeah, we have cookies and cinnamon rolls here. I've got to go with cookies. I think it's this is just a, a gut thing for me. I, I don't really think of cinnamon rolls as something that I uh, I need to have milk with. You know, I certainly enjoy a glass of milk with, with cinnamon rolls. I wish my pancakes made it further because I would have really had a much more difficult choice in this one, but it's got to be cookies here for me. This one for me feels like a matchup between two teams that do the same thing, but cookies just does it a little bit better. And so they slowly edge out cinnamon rolls in every statistical category and win by eight. So I got to go with cookies. Yeah, I had pancakes making it to my final four. I'm with you on that, Blair. If cookies versus pancakes had been here, I don't know what I would have picked. That would be very tough. Yeah, I think that is the matchup that is split almost right down the middle. Because I think if you would ask me tomorrow, I might have a different answer. Thankfully, it's cookies versus cinnamon rolls, and it's obviously cookies. Wow, no art, no friendships ending over this one. Cookies win. Well, it's a. I mean, if it had been cookies versus pancakes, I think that would have been a yeah. very heated argument. Yeah. Cookies and cinnamon rolls are just too much in the same category, you know. Okay, what do we got? Brownies and PB and J. Ooh, uh, Blair, brownies or PB and J? Man, I'm really reticent to give an answer. Um, you know, I think both competed really well in the tournament. I think, um, there was, you know, a lot of bright moments, uh, for both squads. They both worked really hard to get here well coached. 
and uh, hardworking teams. I have to go with brownies, and I think it's just because the only drawback, and it's very slight, it's very slight. It's like the it's like nitpicking, you know, a, a perfect work of art or something. Like I can't really think of a drawback so i'm just going to create one that i don't really believe in but here it is <laughs> um uh pb and j the only drawback i could find maybe is that the the bread for me uh if i'm taking a sip of milk and i've still got some pb and j bite in my mouth you know it gets kind of like a soggy you know uh texture and it's it's a little off-putting um but that's really the only thing i could come up with it but it's brownies for me I didn't have brownies at this point in my race. I had Sloppy Joes. And I had Sloppy Joes versus PB&J. And I had PB&J winning. And in my eyes, PB&J is just gonna, like, muscle out brownies every single time. Yeah, it's just a show of force. They win by 15. It's like a close game for the first half. And then the second half, they just keep on pulling away. PB&J wins. Yeah, uh, okay. I had... Brownies versus PB and J. I think a lot of people would choose this because they're just two. They're two real strong contenders, right? Two heavyweights. Um, yeah, two a- yeah. two two oh, giants yeah. of their conferences. They, I think, almost uh, go stride for stride, shot for shot in terms of a lot of categories. But PB and J has one thing Brownies doesn't. It's got one thing. What jelly? It's well, it's got jelly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's got the fact that. Uh, as a child, I had it for lunch so frequently, and there's such a piece of nostalgia attached to it that I, really? I, I, I can't shake it. Now, that's not to say that my mom's brownies that she made as a kid were out of the park. It, they were. Every time she brought them to school for my substitute birthday, because I never had birthdays as a kid, so... I mean, I never had <laughs> I never had school birthdays because they were in the summer. I never had school birthdays, so she would bring them in one day, and they would, and the kids would go nuts because they were the best brownies anyone's ever had. But I, if if brownies were a lunch staple instead of PB and J, brownies would have won here. But they weren't. Well, why can't they be? Brownies they were my though, lunch staple because kids can't be raised on brownies. They gotta be. Do so you see me? <laughs> what? Raised yeah. on my mother's I mean, no, brownies. I'm saying like you're having a lunch <laughs> and your point. mom just sets down a brownie <laughs> and a glass of milk and that's your lunch. I'd be okay <laughs> with it. You was a kid, you would be, but your mom wouldn't. <laughs> so yeah, one, sure. of the, one of the legends of my childhood was that I went to a Bob Evans for breakfast one time and ordered <laughs> a piece of pumpkin pie and two strips of bacon yeah. and a glass of chocolate milk. Wait, like all together? <laughs> Yeah, and my, the waitress looked at my dad <laughs> and my mom and said, are you going to let him have that? And it's like, yeah, of course. <laughs> wait, wait, so that, so, can you put that back? A, a piece of pumpkin pie. Pumpkin pie. Two pieces of bacon. Two pieces of bacon. And chocolate milk. Wow. Ballsy move. I just I don't think I've ever had that combo in my life. He goes, "Hey, Tuts, order me up some pie, some bacon, and some milk." I know. And the waiter goes, "Um, sir, definitely a male waiter at this point." No, 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 no. no Blair's family walks in. Blair, how old were you? I was young. I was like seven or eight. All right, seven-year-old Blair sits down. And uh, the 
waitress walks up to him. She's this grizzled old woman that's been there for years. She'll be like, what'll it be, honey? And she, and he says, ah, just the usual penny. And then she walks off. Yeah, you know, when you ask a kid what he wants to eat, he's just going to name three things that sound good to him. And those are what came to my mind. So, yeah, I mean, that was kind of their fault for asking me. Maddie, what did you have? I think we all know what I We had. all know. Oh, that's right. I keep she forgetting. had grilled cheese. I keep assuming. Oh, you I didn't. really did have grilled cheese. <laughs> but you, but, so you had brownies, didn't you? I did. I had brownies winning. Yeah. Um, okay. So what does I this just... leave us at? Cam. No, okay. Not a Cam who so is probably choosing Cam Sloppy Joes. Chose Sloppy Joes. <laughs> but since Cam didn't choose that, we got to hash this out like adults. I think the adult rational choice here would be to just crown grilled cheese without even <laughs> the final yes! give it to grilled cheese. Yes, yes, yes. I am in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not. Why did you say brownies? Yeah, we haven't heard of brownies side of the You have, have not heard any of our side. Okay. I, mean, I think I kind of gave my side. I think that there's one drawback that I can think of for PB&J that I can't think of for brownies. It's the bread. And it is the bread. And, yeah, I just think that the brownie packaging is nice. Um, and, you know, I think I think the the mouthfeel of the brownie com- yeah. combination the with the milk, feel. to borrow terms that we're using for the podcast, is superior. Um, the brownie and the milk is superior to the PB&J and the milk combination. Um, as a mixture in the mouth. Um, and so, yeah, I think I, I prefer that combination. I don't really have a long, heartfelt story from my childhood about eating either of these things. I ate a lot of peanut butter and jelly. Uh, I ate brownies too, but probably less. Um, but maybe that's why I enjoyed the brownie more, because I had less of the PB&J. And so... Uh, each time I have it, it's more of a treat than it is kind of a staple food like PB&J still is for me now. I eat a lot of PB&Js for lunch. Um, because PB&J with a banana and some milk is a great meal. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's maybe why I err on the side of the brownie. But again, we're talking tenths of a percentage difference here. Pence. Oh, it was it was always going to be close, no matter what. Even less. Yeah. Thin margins. Vegas did not have... Favorable odds for either of them. Okay, so whereas you guys would come home and have peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, I would come home and have Annie's mac and cheese. I was gonna wait for a grilled cheese. <laughs> okay, yeah. And is this an argument for brownies in there somewhere? And a brownie. Oh, what? What? Yeah, no. My mother always had some sort of like sweet in the house. Maddie like, bakes when she's stressed. I do. And I think... My mom might not bake when she's stressed, but there's always some kind of dessert. Cookies, brownies. Yeah. Um. And so whenever you would finish, like, your mac and cheese, you would get a brownie. And that's always when I would finish my glass of milk. Because when I was a kid, we had glasses of milk at every meal. You're, it just you're, fits you're in You're on mouth. the side of mac and cheese, but in this fantasy... Brownie's also on the side of I'm mac always and cheese, on the side so of by default cheese. you're with brownie. Yeah. Did you have I mac and cheese be cookie? Uh, I did. I really did. Okay. 
Okay, now here's what I will concede. To me, brownies, <laughs> brownies and uh, PB&Js, to me, are so evenly split. But you seem so set that this isn't a contest. So to me, that weighs in favor of brownies because you aren't even considering PB&Js in the realm of competition. PB&Js somehow lost in the first round to you. Admittedly, brownies lost in the third round to me. So I would be willing as a as a scholarly man to say, okay, that seems that would tip into brownies' favor. The only reason I would go with brownies is because Nolan said brownies. Otherwise, my heart is... Like, brownies didn't make it to the elite eight they didn't make it to the final four they lost to blts for me and i know call me crazy but like brownies aren't something that i would pair with milk in the same way that maddie doesn't pair pb and j's with milk for some inane reason um and i can understand why other people would refer to my reasoning with brownies not pairing well with milk as being inane and so in that sense i would say pb and j wins hands down like 15-point game, as I said. Um, yeah, but I feel like I have to, based on the reasoning we said at the beginning of the podcast, and I know it's the Final Four, Jacob, but I gotta say Brownies win, even though PB&J should, clearly. So, if I have to, if, if it comes down to it, PB&J went pretty far in cams, but... It did not, it, it didn't make it, pa- it didn't even beat grilled cheese in my mom's. Look, we won't, we won't, look, look, let's just let, bro- let's let brownies take the game, okay? That's fine. It was a refing error to, like, the refs missed This will calls. be a controversial game for years to come. It's like the no-call pass interference in the Saints-Rams game that sent the Rams to the Super Bowl. Sure. Sure, yeah. Um, Blair, you know what I'm talking about, right? We are at our final round. And I know we can, at least, because our final round is cookies versus brownies. It is a no-brainer, and it hurts because it's so cliche. Sorry, Blair, you're up first. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's brownies for me. I didn't even have cookies in the final, so brownies winning the whole thing. I had neither of these teams in the final. I had barbecue chicken versus PB&J. I know barbecue chicken, surprise, but in my eyes, a chocolate chip cookie beats out a brownie every time. Brownie, great with ice cream, less great with milk, but I didn't have brownies coming far, so this one is a cookie winning hands down. I think for me, the right cookie would be the brownies. Um, I think this is more of a, a thing about, you know, consistency, um... And I think I, I just, on a general basis, I would probably, I'm most likely going to enjoy the brownie with the milk more than okay. the cookie with the milk. Can we define but, some standards, please, for this? Because I can't decide unless we have standards. I think it's chocolate chip cookie. It's a chocolate chip cookie. That makes yeah. the most sense to me, right? Mm-hmm. How is it fresh out of the oven? They're both fresh out of the oven. Does the brownie <laughs> have frosting? Mm-hmm. No. No, no frosting. It doesn't But have it frosting. does have chocolate chips baked in are mm-hmm. we of agreement with that sure if you would like to use uh, no we have to say chocolate chips on the brownies okay either that or you can that can either be your standard or it can be the best cookie that would go with milk 
and the best brownie. The best cookie that goes with milk is a chocolate chip cookie. Yes. Um, I don't care what Oreo says. Um, and this episode's brought to you by Oreo. Milk's favorite cookie. Okay, so here's my caveat because I'm just... I It never came to this in my bracket, so I never even considered this a possibility. Um, so if, if it's a chocolate chip cookie versus a brownie, just a regular brownie, it would be the chocolate chip cookie. But if it's a chocolate chip cookie versus a brownie with frosting, it's going to be the brownie with frosting. In my eyes, the brownie with frosting makes it harder to eat with milk. Oh, no, man. I don't... So, I, I guess it depends. This See, that's the thing. This would be a great fi- uh, championship matchup. Mm-hmm. This is like it's 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 like it's like whoever whoever it's, if it's their day that's what they're taking right yeah so Blair you yeah. said cookies I said brownies you said brownies you said brownies I said cookies you said cookies so it's it's a it's a chocolate chip cookie versus a brownie no frosting mm-hmm. it's gonna be a cookie I'm not Maddie, happy about it Maddie's gonna pick brownies no oh really. So, I had enchiladas winning it all. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm going to be honest here. Yeah, I want to hear what Blair and Jacob also It was enchiladas winning. and brownies, and brownies lost because I just don't think they have that well, finishing power. When we decide the championship, or we're champion, we're going to go through everyone's champions. I think cookies. I think cookies takes it. So, that's it's coo- just... cookies then. Which I guess makes sense statistically, right? It's just, that's the pairing. And it just hurts that we're a cliche. Our entire like. Well, that's what it makes sense. If you ran the numbers a thousand times, it would be the number one seed a thousand yeah, times. Yeah, a thousand times. Best out of a thousand, whatever. So. It is. It's got a good mouthfeel too. <laughs> I don't understand how they hit every category well. Like, you're not overwhelmed by any part of it. It's got as... Maybe this is because of the 8% speaking at this point. Because of how it hits, you get, like... At this point, you get that muted citrus feeling. And everybody loves having a piece of orange. Mouthfeel, I'm going to give it a 5-5. Yeah, so this has got a great mouthfeel. <laughs> That's why I wanted to give mine before his. Um, I I think it just it it's it sits there well, and uh, it doesn't overwhelm you with anything, and it just kind of plays with the orange flavor, the citrus flavor, just enough for you to be like, yeah, I can taste that, and not like, oh, this is definitely no, it's it's like, yeah, there's some orange in here. However, it's malty. I'm not a big fan of malty beers. Can you describe a malty mouthfeel to us? Yeah, it's not too malty, but I do notice it, which is why I won't give it as high of a rating <laughs> as I'll give it, which is why I'll give it a six. So here's the thing. I love malty yeah, beers. Yeah, you like stouts. I love IPAs and I love malty beers. 
And this is right in the middle. And I am feeling it. My mouthfeel is going to be very high. I'm going to go with a 6-7. Jacob? Numbers? Yeah. Maddie, what did you give this movie? I, I think I gave it a 6.15. Maddie, you gave this beer a 6.26. Oh, no! You were about point one off. You thought this was a fantastic beer, but it is your second highest rated yeah. beer I'm not surprised. Zach, what do you think you gave this beer? I think beer? I gave it a 5.74. Zach, you gave this beer a 5.52. I wasn't even close there. This was wow. a great beer. Your favorite part of this beer was the design. You gave the design a 6.1. It was fantastic. Your least favorite part was the initial taste. You didn't like that as much as the design. You gave it a 5.1. Blair... What do you think you gave this beer? Yeah, Jacob, I gave this beer a six. So, once again, ladies and gentlemen, for the umpteenth week straight, minus that one time where he messed up big time, Blair nails it once again. Six, even a... Right on the head. Just on the cusp of greatness. Fantastic beer design. Let Blair, me tell me your secrets. What do you think Jacob gave it? What did I give it? Uh, I'm going to guess a 6.56. That feels high. I want to go with a 6.28. I gave this beer a 6.34. Maddie, you were so close. Uh, this is my highest rated beer to date. My question to the uh, rest of the podcast is what do you think we gave this beer combined? Based on the scores... I want to guess from everyone to see if they get it right. 5.9. I'm going to go with it. Yeah, I'm going to go with a uh, 5.89. And you It's ass. definitely over 6. <laughs> um, it is 6. Oh, eight. The Brooklyn crew gave this brew a 5.86. Wow! Oh, Blair! I Man. feel... So Blair... Well, technically you always was rolling over, but you... Blair is the closest. It Not even actually close comes in third. Yeah. What? Our highest beat six. The king... Our top two. The king is the rogue dead guy ale at a unattainable 6.035 between all uh, four of us, and the dogfish head edges it out at a 5.94. Alright. The only thing I have to say is that uh, if you, the social media director or brewmaster of Six Point Brewery, wants us to try any of your other beers... Literally. Don't hesitate. Please contact us at uh, brooklyncrew at gmail.com or b-r-e-w-k-l-y-n-c-r-e-w at gmail.com or on Instagram at brew.klyn. The only things that I have to say are how did you get it to not have any condensation? 
And Nolan, I miss you, bud. Alright, guys. Uh, you know, stay safe. And, um, have a great week. Love you. Bye. So grab a pipe, my friend. Let's hope this night won't end. We'll share around and watch the beer go down in Cozy Brook.